Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of The Hangover from BTSC. That's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer here at BTSC, and I am proud to be along with a great team presenting you three original podcasts every single week, every single day of every single week. So that's Christmas Day. Is there three podcasts? Shannon White, I'll ask you first. Christmas Day. You're going to see podcasts on Christmas Day. Every day. Tony Defio, are you going to see podcasts on Memorial Day? Would you even dare record a podcast on Memorial Day? Yes, I would. We did the hangover together on Memorial Day. How are you fellas doing? I am fantastic. How are you guys? We are your nonstop, one-stop shop. I'm feeling great because of that. I'm feeling great because on the editorial side, you're getting all the breaking news first. So if the Pittsburgh Steelers decide they want to get a former Philadelphia Eagle linebacker named Jannard Avery, where are you going to see it first? I'll go with you first, Shannon White. Well, you know it's going to be behind the steel curtain. So Absolutely. I know we've already got stuff out there about him, so check it out. Absolutely. And check out BTSC social media. You could have checked out me last night. Well, instead of uh, well setting up today's podcast, I, I decided, man, there's something I want to see. I'm watching the Oscars, and I'm like, hmm, I need to finish this, but I'm going to stop <clears> right <throat> now because I was listening to the Oscars. Because cinematography doesn't mean that much to me. I know it means to the, the finished product. And I looked up and I'm like, hey, hey, they just introduced Chris Rock. I think he's hilarious. I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Little did I know that that was going to dominate Twitter, social media, and everything, and my thoughts for the rest of the evening. So I'm going to ask you this. I'll start with Tony Defio. Have you ever charged the stage and punched anybody no i tried that once i was a kid i was like 140 pounds i was 20 somebody uh, slapped my brother and i went after him and i got the living crap beat out of me so that taught me a lesson oh very good um actually it wasn't a punch it was a slap uh shannon white have you ever done anything like that at an award show <laughs> No, I guess I've never been invited. <laughs> well, when we have the BTSCs, when we have the BTSC CBs, the award shows, we'll we'll make sure that you're invited and just make sure you don't like go and uh, and smack me. Brit- Britsburg Owen voice from across the pond. He has been involved in my bad language podcast. He was involved in this podcast last week. We uh through some the magic of editing, we threw him in. Um, would I punch Wang Harbs? No, I wouldn't punch Wang Harbs. I wouldn't even punch Baker Mayfield. I am a, I'm a wimp. I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's not that I'm a wimp, because no, I'll, I'll mix it up. I have no problem mixing it up, but I'm never going to start it. Let's just put it that way. I have a really good... I have a really good... Um, brawl story from 1993 that I think I started and I wasn't even there, but that's for another time. Um, Big Bro Scope, did Bad just say it was great that Tony got the crap kicked out of him? Uh, <laughs> no, it was a great I think, story. I mean, 
He was just outgrowing a lot of people on uh, a lot of the readers out there. You know what? One of there was this kid in high school, in, in middle school, picked on me on the bus. He sat behind me. I sat in row five. Him and his buddy Chuck sat in row six, and he used to terrorize me like crazy. This was sixth grade. Then in eighth grade, and I hated this kid with all my might. In eighth grade, he took on this kid. He took on this kid, and he got humbled. He got humbled to the point where he just got his butt completely kicked. After that, he was the coolest guy ever. He he was invited and showed up to both of my weddings. Uh, became a great friend of mine. Uh, somebody I trusted and and ended up loving as uh I'm, I'm not talking warm showers or anything I'm just like loved him like a brother and so all I'm gonna say is sometimes a good a good butt kicking kind of puts you into gear so I don't know if that happened to Tony and uh, I'm glad big bros goes in the audience checking it out but uh Tony I'm sorry that you got got uh the uh living snots you know, slapped out of you. Uh, I was okay. As, as I would have stuck up for you, though. If I was there, well, I, I, that's the thing. I, was I take to care of my boys. I was trying to stick up for somebody else, and 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 I just I was I didn't have the I didn't have the weight at the time. And I would have had I took... both of your backs. Well, I appreciate it. So uh, I I would like to I would, I just want a picture of young Tony is what I want. I want a picture of 1992 Tony. So I, I, um, I think I might have those out there. Man, we are going off. We are going off the rails real quick. Britsburg Owen wants to know if Big Brosco has ever slapped Dave. That's a fight that I mean, gosh, man, that is a fight that I would love to see. So um, we'll save that for the Oscars next year. We'll just uh, we'll put Dave on one side and Big Brosco on the other, and let one insult the other and see how they go at it. Uh, <laughs> gosh, all right, let's talk Steelers. That's Go ahead, Tony. It. Tony, what well, were you going to say? I was going to say I met both of those guys, and I wouldn't make any. I wouldn't make any uh, any jokes unless I was uh, on the internet. I wouldn't do it at an award show. <laughs> uh, we're not going to take sides in the whole story. It's just like, wow, that was when Chris Rock said, "Wow, that was one of the greatest events in television history." I was like, wow. Um, so <laughs> I, I really don't want to see anybody get slapped. I really don't. I am a lover. I'm a lover of all things and I've uh, but I will, I will have my friends backs. So there you go. So let us get into it. <laughs> okay, all right. Before we get into it, Kurt Von A says, reminds me of the time slappy white beat down soupy sales. All I know is when you bring up slappy white and soupy sales in the same, you get on the board in the same comment. That's pretty awesome. Beat that. I don't think anybody can beat Slappy White and Soupy Sales this week. That is pretty awesome. Tony, you're you're a big are you a soupy sales guy or a slappy white guy? I don't think I I I know both of them, but I don't know who they are. I've heard the name. I'm sure I would know him to see him. Tom Hanks has a great soupy sales uh, no slappy white story. Shannon White, are you a sla <laughs> a slappy white? <laughs> Oh my gosh, are you related to Slappy White? Shannon White, are you in the Slappy White family tree? Not that I know of. <laughs> He's like, can we just talk Steelers? Will you shut up, Brian? <laughs> and that is what I'm going to do until they antagonize me again. 
So here we go. It is time to talk Steelers. And guess who else was talking Steelers yesterday? Not just, not just the guys of BTSC. We had some great shows on BTSC yesterday. But two guys talking Steelers yesterday happened to be one Michael Petaway Tomlin and one Kevin, I haven't had a chance to Google his middle name, Colbert. They were talking on social media. I, I guess you got a uh, you got a special invite to the Zoom. I mean, the pretty people, the uh, the mean girls got to go. I don't know. We didn't get invited to that, but we were one of the first to report on it. And one of the things that we're reporting on is the fact that Kevin Colbert said something that was really telling because everybody is waiting every single day for the Tehran Matthews to Pittsburgh story to drop. And I don't think it's going to drop now. And the reason I don't think it's going to drop now, he's like, man, he's, uh, Kevin Colbert said something like, he's going into his fifth contract. And we usually go for guys at the end of their first contract. Shannon White, what was your thoughts when you heard that? It's been interesting. Everybody they've signed thus far in free agency has been a younger player just coming off of after playing out his rookie contract. They're trying to get a certain age group, a certain salary range of young talent that can grow together. If you get the Honey Badger, you're looking at trying to make a, a splash I think it would be more reasonable if they were closer to being a contender. But where they're at right now in the middle of, of a rebuilding situation, I don't know if he's the, the right type of free agent that they're looking for. So I kind of suspected that already. And if you did get him, you would be able to have, say, three number two corners, which I think is what they have at the moment. And you might be able to – have a more effective pass defense with two top safeties. But I think that his cost will be prohibitive and his age. So I really wasn't that shocked. Is that the same thing, Shannon, with Stefan Gilmore, do you think? Gilmore, I thought, was a little more realistic in the fact that it's so hard to get a CB1, and the Stewards haven't really had success doing that in the draft. There is three or four prospects this year. So if, if they're looking that way, they're going to have to go in the first round to get one. Whereas Gilmore is more of a proven commodity, but he's 31 years old himself. So, you know, again, that price is, is going to make it tough. Tony, what would you rather see the Steelers do? Would you rather them see them go for a cornerback one, a CB one with a first round pick or bring in a, another CB2 free agent? Um, well, I mean, another CB2, I mean, I would just, you're, you're bringing, bringing in a player to the level of a Levi Wallace and Cam Sutton and, and uh, so far a killer Witherspoon. Uh, I'd rather see them try to address it in the draft. I realize they haven't had a great track record, but you know, it just takes one, you know, it, it, it just takes one. And, and sometimes I think it's more, of the player than it is the I put more of it on the player than I do the the the, the coaching staff when it comes to develop you know, development. I think it's seventy percent on the player and thirty percent on the coaches. And I just think they, uh, 
Gennardi Burns, that was that was a bit of a reach. We all know that it was probably a panic pick because they wanted uh, William Jackson. But I, I think it's it's more about the player than it is the the, the, the team picking him when it comes to cornerbacks. And I, I just I'd rather see him try to try to go after a guy in the first round and, and, and hope that they can hit on somebody for the first time in in forever. Shannon, how much BTSC have you read this weekend? I try to cover each article, you know, and, and at least browse each one. All right, I want to talk about this article. Steelers fans' obsession with Tyran Matthew has made this writer turn to hate him. Have you seen that article? Yeah, I read that one this morning. I think that was today. Okay, that the particular writer, what was he thinking? I, I don't know who that guy is. I, I didn't make his name out because I, I read it real quick. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's right here. <laughs> Tony Defio. Hmm. Mr. <laughs> Defio, I'd love for you to tell me. And I, I have no problem with the article. thought it was a great article, like always. If you don't read Tony's stuff, then you are missing a lot of good information and a lot of great sarcasm as well <laughs> and you need to have a sense of humor to understand tony and that's why he's one of the best in the business and i am not afraid to say that and if you say he's not i'll fight you yeah i, I guess i will throw down um yeah so uh hey, no don't say that tony is starring in in uh gi jane three uh because of his lack of uh lack of the grass on the field up top so um I, i'll still fight you on that too so tony play ball man what happened i just i i couldn't take it anywhere i couldn't take twitter i mean i thought um i thought they had a great first week you know i thought they like shannon said they they brought in a bunch of uh guys that really fit their their way of doing business and their philosophy and that's bringing in guys on their second contract and you know uh I think I thought I think uh, the honey badger uh, is more of a splash move. It's, it, it goes against the grain of what they do, and he's somebody who maybe if you're a, a, a player aware, if you think you're a player away from from uh, you know contending, being in the Super Bowl, uh, then maybe you make that move, like like Bills did with Von Miller, bringing him in and paying him 120 million uh, at the age of 32, but. You know, I think it would make more sense to bring in a, to bring back a guy like Terrell Edmonds because he he's a really good role player for that in that secondary and, and he works well with Mika Fitzpatrick. But it is a two way street. Obviously, you don't know what 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 Edmonds is looking for, and he probably has hard feelings because they didn't pick up his fifth year option. But that was my only thing. It's just like uh, this is not this doesn't um, jibe with what they what they what they've been doing. It goes against the, the grain of what they've been doing so far. It's like it's like if, you know if you have a great concept album. And then you throw in a song uh, from like some old song that you had in your, in your drawer, you know, that's what it, it just, it, it doesn't jive with what they've been doing. Okay. I, I like that. I just wanted you to address that because I wanted to hear more about it. And I, you know how I like director's commentary. So I just <laughs> wanted to hear writer's commentary on what you were thinking there. Now well, the name, go ahead, Tony. Well, no, I, I just, I just, I guess it was, it was more my way of sticking up for Terrell Edmonds. I think, I think he's been a fine player for them, and I think he's gotten better every year. And I think there's, there's, there's still room for him to grow into a even better player at the he's 25 years old. I, again, to, 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 to quote Dave Schofield and a lot of other people, it's not his fault that he was a first round pick. That's their fault. He's still a really good player. Hey, know. that's my line, not Dave's. 
Well, okay, true, Dwayne. I thought it was now, Dave. Oh, Dave, now Dave is going to know. It's going to be like a bat signal. He's going to be in the live chat soon saying, no, that was mine. <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, that's some throwing down stuff, I guess. So <laughs> let, let me say this. The name of the show today, the title, of course, is Steelers Hangover. And it's called, obviously, we have no idea. We have no clue who the Steelers covet. And that is because of the Tyron Matthew thing. It's because of the steel. Everyone's saying, hey, if this was six weeks ago, the number one spot for Aaron Rodgers to go is going to be Pittsburgh. Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely going to get traded to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to, they're going to sign the Honey Badger. They're going to do this. They are, they want Malik Willis and they're going to get Malik Willis. We don't know that for a fact. Now, one thing that we do know is Mike Tomlin said it yesterday. He doesn't care at all of showing his hand. If he wants a quarterback, he's going to let you know he, he wants a quarterback. And he doesn't play games like that. And Shannon, do you think that is a smart business move? It's just who he is. It's how it's how the he's a perfect fit for the franchise because that's how they approach everything. I said in a couple of articles last week, they don't do knee jerk and they don't do desperate. So him, everything he said, you know, it's funny. He'll say a lot without saying a lot uh, or without revealing very much. And uh, I thought everything was pretty much status quo. But I, I appreciate that. I value that. Um, the stability factor uh, with the way they approach everything, you could say they're predictable, but they're consistent. So um, I, I thought that the most revealing thing that he talked about uh, was the blind uh, Flory's comments about wanting to let him know he, you know, know, where he didn't feel like he was left out there alone on an island and they were going to do the right thing. And, you know, when you get an opportunity to get somebody uh, with that talent and add him to your staff, you do it. And that's a very stiller thing to do. And Tomlin just pointed that out. He also said that he didn't necessarily have a lot of faith that anything was going to change on that front um, in the near future, which, again, that was some blatant honesty, which I appreciate that as well. Tony, I'm going to ask you this. Is there a such thing as playing one's hand? Because look at look at the draft board. There's probably a 20 guys. The Steelers pick 20. There's 19 other guys that the Steelers would definitely pick if they were available, right? That's why I always think that kind of stuff is funny because if you're if you're drafting so low, I mean you can go and visit anybody. It doesn't mean you're gonna get a chance to draft them. I mean, maybe it shows your hand that you're gonna uh, move up to take him, which would be so unstealer like anyway, other than Devin Bush. So, so I mean, I think uh, you have to do your due diligence if you're them. You have to, you're picking 20th, you need a quarterback, or you, you might need a quarterback. Or, or I should say, I should say this you, you're, you're in search of your first franchise quarterback in almost two decades. So you have to do your due diligence. You have to go out and you have to go to these pro days. And what would we say if they weren't going to these pro days? If they weren't going to, to Malik Willis's pro day or Kenny Pickett's pro day or, or Matt Corral or, 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 or Sam Howell or whoever, what would you say if they weren't, if they weren't at those pro days, you'd be wondering why they aren't there. So, uh, you know, you, you have to, you have to, uh, 
research these guys and get to know them a little bit. Uh, it, it's not their fault that that the NFL gets 24-7, 365 coverage and that we people like us and 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 guys like Adam Schefter and and everybody else that they that they speculate on every little thing. They they have to go about uh, go about doing their jobs. And 25 years ago, you know, they were they were still they were doing the same thing they're doing now, except uh, social media wasn't commenting on it every five seconds. So, I, I you know, tipping their hand. I mean, what 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 is that like? If if a team uh, thought that they were in, in, interested in Malik Willis, but they weren't interested in Malik Willis, were they were they going to draft him anyway? Just just to just to prevent the Steelers from doing that? I, you know, I, I think you have to go out there and do your job and. Whatever people think, they think. And Mike Tomlin's always been pretty transparent. Maybe not when he's talking to the media uh, on a weekly basis during the season, but but uh, by and large, he's always been pretty transparent about how he does things. And, and I have no problem with with how they're handling their business this offseason. And what you do is you move ahead of that team because you know everybody's going to like them. That's it's no shock that someone's going to like a Malik Willis. You know that if you want Malik Willis and you think that Seattle is going to get him at number seven, you're going to move past Seattle. If he's going to go ahead and if they're going to go ahead and get him. but you kind of, I think on draft day, they kind of know where people, I don't think there's shocks to the organizations because a lot of the organizations are feeling around to see who's willing to trade, who's not willing to trade. And they know they have so much more Intel than what we do. You know, let me ask you this. I'm I'm going to recycle two things in this section right here from from shows last week. I'm going to recycle my own joke because probably the last time I'm going to get to use it, I haven't heard your reaction to it yet. So the Steelers have taken everybody out to eat that's a quarterback so far. And I think that's a great idea. Smoke them if you got them. And the reason I'm saying smoke them if you got them is that Mike Tomlin, I mean, how many dinners can these guys, these kids go on? They can't. I mean, not that there's there's a number. I mean, there's so many meals in a day. Right. And they're going out. These top quarterbacks are going out because the name Tomlin is on the reservation. It's like going out with Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> but so my joke is, is this. It's like anybody with a QB associated with them whatsoever, the Steelers are going to try to take the dinner this week. doesn't matter if it's playing their hand or not. So I have on good authority that the next dinners that the Steelers are going to go on will be with Kubert and Mayor Quimby of the Simpsons. (laughs) They're getting ready for Diamond Joe. (laughs) I didn't make Shannon laugh. Shannon must not be an 80s video game fan of Kubert. No. Not a Simpsons guy either, Shannon. No. Oh, Tony, you help me out here. You got to be a Simpsons guy, right? Oh, I love the Simpsons. I mean, I mean they've been on for thirty years, thirty some years. I will tell you this: um, I, I love them too, and I'm like, I'm not going to get onto that because that could be another seventeen episodes. So l- let me talk to you about this, and I'm going to recycle. This was this is one of Jeff Hartman's uh, moves, and I really liked it. It was a topic. What are you guys eating if you're going out? What's the strategy if you, you're a prospect and you go out to eat with Mike Tomlin? How do you pick what you, I mean, does, is there a strategy? Because it's a job interview, right? Shannon, I'll go with you. 
I would kind of see what everybody was ordering and <laughs> go from there. Uh, you know, steak and lobster always works, but we just have to see what everybody's going. If if Tomlin's doing them chicken wings, I'm going to partake with him. <laughs> Tony, what are you doing? I think in that situation, I might be a little self-conscious and uh, try to eat lighter because I don't want them. I don't want my reputation uh, to get tarnished. Oh, he he he's, he doesn't care about his uh, physique. He's not he's not taking his off-season conditioning seriously. He's he's coming up on the biggest uh, uh, day of his life, and he's and he's out here eating uh, uh, all, all the, the the bread that the that the servers keep bringing by. I, I would probably take it light. You know what? See, no, that's wrong. You've earned this meal. <laughs> You've earned it. Even Dave Schofield said, man, it's it's kind of an in, insult if you just order a salad and order mozzarella well, sticks. It's, I wouldn't it, order yeah. a salad. I, broiled <laughs> chicken, maybe, and, and some uh, some uh, some vegetables, you know, something a big meal. But but the right choices, just the right choices, oh. like like I would order at if I was uh, like, the, you know, ordering at the at the team facility during the season. Wow. I, you know what? Smoke them if you got them, because guess what? You're invited to dinner with them. I bet you Mike Tomlin is looking at you going, Hey, don't worry about anything. We're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You get what you want and you enjoy. And I don't mm -hmm. think there's scrutiny to it, but there very well could be. So that's, that's a good question. I, I want to ask everybody that. And Jeff came up with that. And that is a, that's a tough, because you don't know the philosophy behind it and what you should do because are they watching me? I knew a guy that knew a guy, one of his buddies went on a job interview for lunch. It was for a pharmaceutical company. It was a job interview. And the guy, the waitress comes up and, and she says, Hey, what can I get you fellas to drink? He says, I'll have an Arnold Palmer. The, the guy that was the interviewee, it's like, wow, I didn't know we were allowed to drink alcohol. I, I'm shocked he's ordering alcohol, which Arnold Palmer is not alcohol, but yeah. it sounds like an alcoholic drink. So he gets a rum and coke. He does not get the job, and he gets berated by the manager. <laughs> and it was an innocent mistake, but I just don't think that should be a thing. But I'm conscious. If I know someone else is paying, I'm very conscious of what I'm going to order to. So, so with that being said, that's uh, that's a way to close out that conversation. We've got a super chat here when we're talking about the draft and who the Steelers want and the who the Steelers don't want, and it comes from Thanks Mean Joe gives us five dollars. Thank you so much, Mean Joe. Would you consider moving up slightly in draft to land DL Jordan Davis? Oh my gosh, I love this guy to solidify defensive line in case Alualu or to it issues continue so i'm just gonna jump in real quick on this one thanks mean joe and i'm just gonna say mike tomlin's already mentioned that oh we don't even want to talk about jordan davis because he's gonna be shaking hands or hugging the commissioner way before we get an opportunity to even talk to him but tony what do you think about this guy i i mean i i love him I, i'm learning more and more about him over the past month and and Tomlin is right. Once he uh, did what he did at the combine, especially what the four point eight forty he turned in, uh, I mean, his uh, he was never going to be available at twenty after that. So yeah, Mike Tomlin was right. I you would have to move up a little bit, to, at least a little bit, to get him. I mean, of course, it would depend on what a lot of teams needed in front of the Steelers. But 
Uh, I, I don't, I, there's no way I would, I see him falling to 20. So they would have to, if they feel strongly about him, I would, I would move up. I mean, if you think he's a special player, you have to do what you have. You have to trust yourself and do what you have to do to get him. Slappy white, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to slap he's, me. Isn't he's, he? he can just push that defensive line over the edge. Uh, he's one of the only guys in the class that, you really can say has that. It's such a deep class of defensive linemen. That's why I wouldn't move up to get him because I think there's going to be guys there uh, all the way through the first four rounds that could be, uh, if not an immediate starter, a potential starter in the near future. So that's the only reason I'm, I actually would rather see him maybe trade back a little in you know, swap first round picks with somebody, move back a little bit, uh, and accumulate another earlier second round pick because there's just so much talent in these first three rounds. So it's hard for me to say move up for anybody because 20 is a pretty good spot right at the moment when you look at the way the draft is kind of being projected to go. So, uh, but if he's if you think he could be a, a guy. As Tony said, you know, a generational guy, um, a guy that you just feel like you got to have, then they, it would be quite expensive just to move up a few spots. So I would actually stay where they're at. Philadelphia seems like a team that, man, if I were if I were the Eagles, I would be making trades because they're at 16 and 17. I And they're somewhere like they're three times in the top 10. I mean, in the uh, hmm. 11 through 20, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just think if I'm them, I go ahead and make a move. And, you know, I accumulate some other picks because it might be beneficial instead of having a third one to maybe have a, a second round pick and and do that. Maybe have an extra second or a third because of, you know, paying three first round picks in five years mm. <laughs> you know, might be tough. Yeah. So, right. What I'm saying here is I kind of would like to see the steel. I love Jordan Davis, and I think that's it. I, if you guys said it, I apologize. But the last time the Steelers traded back was from 16 to 19 to get one Casey Hampton, who this guy to me seems like he's a Casey Hampton. He really does. But those big guys, sometimes you worry about too, because you just don't know how they hold up. Um, that's going to be an interesting thing. I would love to see a guy like Davis. Plus, I get another jersey with my last name on it. And <laughs> and that's always a safe thing. Got a $5 super chat from my friend Dave Shipley. It was a personal, personal message to me, so I'm not going to go ahead and bring it up on the board. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Let's see. Guys, I got to bring this up. It's just, you know, I throw in these anecdotes all the time. And then I throw them away and then I get to moving on. And then somebody throws in another anecdote based on what I said. And I cannot pass this up. I know someone who went on a job interview, ended up drinking and then woke up in a field the next morning with the interviewer. I got to hear that, that story, especially in Britsburg Owen voice from across the ponds, posh English accent. I need to hear that. Why do I have a feeling that could have been Owen? 
Um, and that'd be either that or I could see Marky D doing that too because oh, Marky yeah. D's the Marky D's the guy that can party with anybody and make them their best friend. He's I bet you he has seventeen thousand best friends because if you hang out with this guy once, he's the coolest guy in the world to hang out with, and I've never hung out with him, but I I want to. I just have a feeling at fifty years old, one I can't, I can't hang with them, and two I don't want to get, I'm not, I don't want to get arrested. I, I've gone fifty years without being arrested, which shocks would shock a lot of you people that I've never been arrested. So there you go, Tony. Ever been arrested? I don't have the guts to be arrested. Uh. <laughs> Shannon, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Shannon's never been arrested. No. Gosh, I wonder if anybody at BTSC has been arrested. Who do you think of BTSC? If anybody's been arrested, who do you think it would be? Hmm. I'm going to uh, go with Wilbar. Jeff, maybe Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Oh, I can see Jeffrey. Yeah. I can see Jeffrey with a picket sign going, something going wrong. <laughs> Myrna Jane and Bert says Jeffrey. I can see Jeffrey. Yeah. I would think it would be at some kind of rally where he's just like, all right, I've had it with all of you. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Shannon, who do you think got arrested at BTSC, if anybody? Terry Bradford <laughs> says, big bro, skull. <laughs> and he says, I have not been arrested. I I couldn't see big big brosco being arrested. I I would vote for, I would vote for Jeffrey. Maybe Wilbar. You think Wilbar? No. <laughs> no. Not yet. He's, he's got kidding. plenty of time. He's the last person that's. <laughs> you know, he might be the nicest straight edge guy I've ever been across been around in my life, and I keep on telling him that I need to be his mentor and his life coach yeah. that he needs some, he needs some bad in his life. And he's like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's embarrassing heard- for, for us 40 somethings uh, that somebody that's so young is so respectful and, and got every, all his act together. I'm offended. <laughs> We've got cheers bad from Mark Davidson. Marky D, have you ever been arrested? That's the question. There's got to be a good story there. Um, unless it's, unless it's something that, too personal that you don't want to talk about that that that's fine i i understand that um britsburg owen voice from across the pond said marky d is a legend i need to go out drinking with marky d wait a second wait a second he called me a legend earlier on and now marky d is the legend who's the legend britsburg come on now mark davison says well a big pro scope brings up a good one chizap cliff harris is still a punk our good friend KT Smith. I don't think he's ever been arrested. I, I would say he hasn't. I'm sure he's incited some stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's been in, but uh, he he's a fine, upstanding teacher now. But I would have partied, but I think one guy would have partied back in the day would have been with with uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk. I could see me hanging out with him. Um, Mark Davison says, no, he's never been arrested, but he's done stupid things. Yeah, I'm. Sh- are you guys shocked? I've never been arrested. Would that surprise no. you guys? Nah, I, you seem too much. I'm seem, shocked. I've never been arrested. You seem too uh, uh, much of a, a, a honest, straightforward guy to get. Oh, I just did some dumb stuff back in the day. Uh, just like a, just trying to. You know, you know what we used to do, and 
the statute of limitations is over on this, so I, I can talk about it. We used to, you know how people would have real estate signs in their yards. And that was back in the day before they had everything on the internet. And, you know, you looked out the window, your neighbors have a real estate sign. You're like, oh my gosh, the, uh, the Defios are selling their house. What's going on? Where are the whites moving? I thought they were happy here. And uh, so what we would do, we would steal real estate signs and put it in other people's yards just to mess get the gossip train going. That's, wow, that's, that's probably that's probably the extent of it. Um, but that was, I think I last did that in 1988. Um, so wait a second, Mark Davidson said, we did that here bad. Ha ha, let's run through the sign. No, 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 no. I'm, don't steal stop signs. No, real estate signs, Marky D, real estate signs. Yeah, that's oh no, we're not stealing stuff. Bad, Marky D. Bad. <laughs> Stop. Um, yeah, Steelers Baby says that's it. That's all you've done. Yeah, I I guess that's I, I've done some other fun stuff, but uh gosh, now Britsburg Owen wants to come to the USA with Marky D and party with me. I don't know if I can keep up anymore. I I don't know if uh I have some Vegas stories that would that would melt. Melt Shannon's beard, I think. So uh, that could, that could be another time. That could be my last episode here. When if I know it's my last episode, I'll tell you my Vegas stories. Uh, let's just say, I think the hangover stole from us. <laughs> um, so gentlemen, what can we trust when we when we're thinking that the Steelers are going to look at this guy or draft this guy? Should we just be patient? Tony? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I don't see, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's the draft is still a month away. I mean, it's, it's a three or four month process after the season ends. You just have to trust that they know what they're doing. I mean, and, and that they're going to pick the, the player that they think is best for them. And among the group of players that are available when they pick a 20 or, or, or wherever they happen to be picking in the first round and, and, and on April 28th. That's, you know, I mean, they, they have a pretty decent track record. Not every, everything's a, a hit, but you know, they, they've, they've hit more than they've missed under uh, Kevin Colbert. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it might not be the position everybody wants, but the, 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 the player they wind up with, there's a pretty decent chance. He's going to be, he's going to be a, a really good impact player for them. I mean, you look at, at recent history and that, that'll tell you that. My main man, Claude Bishop, uh, gentlemen, I've had a chance to meet. He says, did the Steelers really sign Gerard Avery? Yes, it looks like that. I don't know what the specifics are, but it looks like that uh, that is happening. So I absolutely love it. Shannon, let me ask you this question. Does it actually make you feel better knowing that Mike Tomlin is saying, yeah, we're looking at a quarterback. Yeah, we'll trade up if we if we feel we want to. Yeah, this is what we're doing. And we're not going to lie to you. Does that make you feel better? It doesn't really make me feel good or bad. It's just, again, that's who they are. They're not going to sugarcoat anything. They're not going to try to mislead people. Everybody thinks they're always playing games, but they don't. They, they realize that you can like whoever you want, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be there when their pick rolls around. It would be more... Informative if they were showing you their board and saying, 
this is who we got and what order we got them ranked. And just because they're showing interest in somebody or saying they want to get a quarterback, that don't mean it's going to be the first round. It could be the second or third round. So they've got a good handle on that. I think they've already got some guys they like better than others. They've done their due diligence, and we just have to trust that they'll make the right decision. All right. Um, one more question before we, we get going, Shannon, after I've disclosed some of the things that I've disclosed about my personal life back in the day when I had a mullet, do you feel that you need to go get a shower because I've sullied up our good name here on the hangover? No, I don't think you've revealed anything that everybody didn't already know. (laughs) Tony, your thoughts, would you want to hang out with me more or are you scared now? No, I mean it, this is that's one of your uh, most endearing qualities. Uh, the fact that you're, you're not you're not you're not afraid to go out there and, and live life. So I'd I'd love to hang out and and and, t- and swap stories. I'm sure yours are more interesting than mine. I can't wait when we, for us to do that. Dave Shipley mentioned that uh, you know he misses my Sundays. You can still hear me on Sundays. It's just not a live show anymore. It's called Bad Language. Have a chance to check it out. It's me just yelling for a half an hour, and we throw in some. Um, Britsburg Owen to just kind of level me off because it's just me ranting and raving and and acting like uh like I'm all that when I'm not but it's it's a I think it's a fun show it's fun to do I need a nap after I after I record it every single time because I'm out of breath after it but it's a lot of fun so check me out there check out Tony Defio on his show his show is called Friday Night Six Pack with Tony and that is on Friday nights live on YouTube. Check out Shannon White here every week on The Hangover. And starting in about a month or so, check out Shannon White on one of our primetime, another one of our primetime YouTube shows where he will be co-hosting with somebody we mentioned in the live chat today. So I'm going to just give you a little hints on that. We're not going to guess. I'll tell you in a little bit when... We're going to go ahead and do that, but Shannon White doing great things. Tony Defio doing great things. I really appreciate it. I am just doing mediocre things, and if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't have a good network. So, gentlemen, thank you so much. Well, thank you for all your hard work, Brian, and I can't wait to see your show, Shannon. No, thank you. Okay, so this is uh, this is what we need to do we need to discuss this before we get going we've talked about the draft we have talked about the fact that the Steelers should pick this guy or Jacksonville is going to pick this guy or you know Seattle wants a quarterback now it's since the draft season we're going to be doing it once again Shannon you have never had an opportunity to do this with us I know Marky D has Mark Davison has actually picked before on this show and i think this is going to be our third annual or our fourth no i think this is gonna be our fourth annual draft coming up tony i i think we're gonna have two btsc drafts coming up 2019 was our first year so two weeks before the draft we are going to go ahead and have the btsc staff draft usually one year was just me and tony Another year, it was just me, Tony, and I think Wes came on with us. Last year, we did me, Tony, and uh, gosh, um, we had uh, two or three other people. 
So what we're going to do this time around, we have a big staff here at BTSC. We are going to pick the top 20 with the Steelers being the 20th pick. We're going to pick them out of the hat. We're going to do it. We're going to do a pre-draft and we are going to unveil it here on the hangover. That will be two Mondays before the draft. So that's something to look forward to. But what about us, guys? What about you in the live chat? Well, definitely you're going to have an opportunity to draft as well. I know a lot of people have been here with the mock drafts. I'm looking at Sean Manahan's name right now. I'm I'm seeing that. I know Sean's been in our draft too. He wants to draft Bobby Boucher, and that's something I do every year too. I do the uh, the fictional draft. So Bobby Boucher has come to the Steelers before in that draft. So what we are going to do in about another two weeks, that will be one week before the NFL draft. But in two weeks from now, we are going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to put your name on the RSVP list. And then we'll take your name out of the hat. And we will let you draft on this very show. So I'm looking forward to that. There have been there have been people in those drafts that now are on BTST podcast. And two that I will tell you that I know for a fact, one I mentioned Mark Davison, the other Kevin Tate, who's involved with BTSC in podcast. So definitely it's a lot of fun. We appreciate it. Um, Britsburg Owens trying to get in. You, I'm considering you staff, Owen, so you're fine because you have uh, guested on a podcast. I will put you in the mix too. So what we will do, we will do that over our Slack channel. We will give, we will draw it. Shannon might end up with Indianapolis. Tony might end up with, with, uh, let's see, Seattle at number seven. So that's, that's the way we will do it. We don't know who. It's going to be a lot better with all these people drafting because it used to be me and Tony every other pick drafting. So this way, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And figured I'd let you know that that's going on with the draft, man. We are going to once again be your nonstop draft shop. So get ready for that. But there's going to be tons of talk, tons of personnel talk, tons of Steeler talk leading up to that. So you've got to stay tuned. So, gentlemen, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining in with me. Thank you, guys. It was a fun show. It was a fun show. And, hey, I'm not doing my job as a dad if I don't try to bring in this guy. So this is my boy. This is is Connor. So I am going to go ahead and let him help us out here. I'm going to tell him what to do. Just give me one. All right, so here we go. We are ready to get on out of here. We will be here next week with The Hangover. So for Tony Defio, for Shannon White, Shannon Edward White, Tony Julius Defio, I am Brian Anthony Davis. We have three things that we want you to do. We want you to, one, be safe. Two, be true to yourself. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. Woo! All right, my friends, for Tony, for Shannon, for Connor Michael Anthony Davis, 
Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the cycloids. Hypocycloids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all later.